0: a fam production for all things mattress fam.news
1: yep it's right here we've got it an exclusive deal on furniture today's betting conference coming up may 18th through the 20th we're gonna tell you how to get it and was las vegas market a zombie apocalypse showrooms open people milling about hugs and high fives. What happened? Mark Quinn was boots on the ground. That is on today's Dos Marco show.
0: Welcome to the Dos Marco show with Mark Kinsley and Mark Quinn, where mattress and furniture leaders gather to grow, get the inside scoop, tell stories, and take tequila shots. Uno dos tequila. Welcome aboard. Here's your passport to a planet filled with the mattress industry's brightest minds and biggest ideas. Meet
2: your guides. I'm Mark Kinsley, president and CEO of Englander. And I'm Mark Quinn, co-founder of Spink and & Co. and VP of Sherwood Betting. Together,
0: they are Dos Marcos. The galaxy's greatest mattress podcast has liftoff in three, two, one.
1: Well, I'm having to redo my will because we have a new Why? member of the family. Oh, we have a new member of the family. And in French, uh, his name in, in English is Henry. But of course in French, that's Henri. And he is a Russian tortoise and a Russian, a Russian tortoise, tortoise. If you're watching on the video on the Dos Marco show, you can see, you can see little Henri, a Russian tortoise lives about 50 years. So it's conceivable that he could outlive me given the average age at which men in the United States die. So I am going to redo my will. And I was thinking about something. I'm like, Henry's very slow and your son, Nick is very fast. So they would balance each other out <laughs> and they could be good compadres. So I might leave Henri to Nick in the will thoughts this is open for discussion well
2: nick is fast and I, I know what you're talking about i'll tell you in a second but um Henri, we had a turtle and nick loves turtles he had his own turtles and just so you know they're filthy and to clean the tanks and to clean the cages i finally find, i got so tired of hearing bridget and nick like you know complaining about it. i like found a turtle enthusiast and gave the turtles to them and they loved it but for you it's going to be different it's only one and And uh, I think it's going to be great. The other good thing about what you said is Nick's young. So that turtle won't outlive Nick, right? Likely. So I saw a a TikTok video too, Kinsey, about an old guy that lived next to this lady. And he literally took his turtle out for a walk every day. So she had video of this old guy, like this little turtle walking, you know. Anyway, so are you going to walk your turtle? I
1: don't know anything about turtles. Tara was saying Hmm. you can't put any paint on their shells, but we can buy him turtle sweaters because he's got a very, he's very cold blooded. This turtle, no, I'm not even kidding you. This turtle came from Vegas. So I know he likes to party and hang out. Of course. And he was out there about the time that you were out there for market, which is what we're talking about on the show today. So you guys may have like crisscrossed planes. So I I don't know a lot about Uh the turtle, but we're going to figure it out. And we're going to figure out everything that happened at market because you were boots on the grass, boots on the ground, eyes on the ground. But but let's close the loop on this thing with Nick, because like I said, you know, turtle, the turtle is slow. Nick is fast. I think they're going to make a great pair. So I'll leave Henri to Nick in the will. And, but, but by then Nick could be like a world famous track athlete because of what he's doing with track right now.
2: Yeah, no, thank you. I I, I was telling Kinsley. I'm before, not. I'm not giving you a
1: compliment. Nick, I was giving Nick a compliment. No, I meant.
2: <laughs> I meant thank you for bringing it up because, of course, I'm the father of Bradwin. But so Nick is like in track, I mean, he hasn't ran track since the eighth grade. The ninth, he's a sophomore, so the you know the old freshman year of high school was kind of washed away. So they didn't get to do anything, and so he's running this year, and he's jumping the long jump. So we don't know; like we have no frame of reference at all for how fast he is or how far he can jump in the context of other athletes his age. So anyway, he starts running the four hundred, and yesterday he ran the first conference meet, and he got the second fastest, fa- the second fastest time in the state. For that is running. incredible. He's No. And he's a sophomore. And I'm like, are you like we literally when he started the race, we're like, I don't even know if he's going to finish top five. We don't really have a feel at all. But apparently he's pretty freaking fast. So anyway, that's pretty cool to see. And he's got, you know, a lot of the year left and he's a sophomore. So he's got his sight sets on the scholarship. He's looking at Hawaii, Kinsley. He's already come to me, and he said, "With my current time right now, I think I can get a. Uh, I think I can get a scholarship to University of Hawaii." So,
1: well, good for him. So think? that does that mean he posted the second fastest time in the state for all the the four hundred meter races that have been run so far this year?
2: So far this year, the state um, record is going to be tough to beat. It's like a 47 nick ran like a 51 1 or something like that, which is really good for a sophomore, but I don't know that he'll get there for the best uh score in the state for all time. But as of right now, all the schools that have run meets in the state as of today, he's got the second fastest time. So, you know, if you get to the state tournament and you're still competitive in that way, then you know, you got a shot at a medal. So I don't know. We'll see. Hey, but anyway, just
1: tell go. him to come over at any point and he can rub his good luck charm, Henri, his future turtle.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: maybe that will give him just the extra boost he needs. And Hey, speaking of running fast, you know who else is running fast? Our friends at nationwide. They are on the move because they were at Vegas market running fast with cameras in hand. And I heard that they were getting like thousands of views on the videos that they were posting Uh, all around Las Vegas market, but you, you saw, I mean, mean, you saw some of the, some of the cats from nationwide out there. What were they up to? Yeah,
2: man. I saw Whitaker and Darrow and Rose and those guys were working hard and Glenn, remember Glenn, the camera guy that we worked with at primetime. He's awesome. He was lugging all that stuff around, got to have dinner with him. And so anyway, they were making it happen and they were going from showroom to showroom and talking to people about what's going on so they could bring the nationwide member, to Vegas market if they didn't go themselves. So, you know, you can't come to market. We'll bring it to you. And they did a terrific job. They were getting thousands of views on the interviews. So they're going around to manufacturers and having conversations. And so they really did a terrific job. They were editing like right on site and getting that stuff pushed out quick. So very impressive. And I think everybody that had a chance to be interviewed by Nationwide appreciated it also. It gave them a chance. It wasn't a lot of traffic, Kinsley. So it gave them a chance to reach their audience in a much better way than expecting people to come to Vegas. So it was perfect.
1: Well, I love that too, because it's an example of Nationwide's heart of service and their creativity. And this is an organization that puts that heart of service into every member. And if you're not a member of Nationwide, you really, this is the year to rethink that. And I mean, even if you're like a numbers person, you can do the math and just the financing deals alone are going to save you money because of the buying power of Nationwide let alone everything else, the technology stacks, the buying programs. And, and the good, good, good news is Nationwide Primetime is coming back in August. We're going to be there. It's in Nashville. It's at the Gaylord. And we can't wait to be there in, in person with people. And it's just going to be a good time. So if you want to check out more about that, go to nationwideprimetime.com or you know, drop us a note. I mean, you can even, you can even text us at 843-MARCOS2, 843 marcos C O S two And we are happy to be your concierge, nationwide service provider, get you hooked up with the right people. And speaking of getting hooked up with the right people, I'm hooked up with the right people to talk about door counts. This is Dr. V. So Dr. V, you are a user of door counts, but let's talk about how door counts links up foot traffic coming in your store with selling process and follow-up.
3: Well, years ago, I read a book by John Lohan, uh, and I love the way, and one of his big taglines was, um, you can't improve it unless you can measure it. And that in and of itself is just such a great concept. Now, it's obvious, uh, but you need to have the benchmark. So one of the reasons why we chose to go with door counts was to get a really good, accurate measurement of our foot traffic when they come in. Um, And so that was the big thing initially with it. We found it to be of so much greater value than that because our salespeople use it to be able to capture the information for our guests when they come through the doors. We actually get a photograph of them. It comes right up on the door counts. We know exactly which salesperson is going to be assigned to which guest when they come in. You know, one of the biggest complaints you sometimes get is a guest that goes, you know, I came into your store, I walked around for 30 minutes and no one ever approached me. Well, we don't deal with that anymore because with door counts, we're able to capture their picture. It comes right up on the laptop. We know which salesperson has been assigned to who. Uh, therefore, we don't lose them uh, in that sense. We're also able to capture their information. We're also able to email them back if we know we got a particular promotion coming up. It tracks our close ratio. Once again, if we can track it, we can improve it.
1: Our buddy Jerry is—they're uh, doing a 90-day free trial of DoorCounts, and so you sign up, 90-day free trial, no risk. These are amazing people. We would not be partners with them if they did anything that we didn't feel like you know was coming from a spirit of service and was great for retailers. So, 90-day free trial. If you don't find that DoorCounts is for you at the end, Jerry's going to give you $150 just for trying it out. Start today at DoorCounts.com. Tell them Dos Marco sent you.
2: Hey, Kinsley, they just landed a very big deal and retailer. And I'm not going to give it up because I don't know if it's been announced. But get on board, everybody, because it's happening. So check them out.
1: And get on board with the Furniture Today betting conference. It's coming up. I mean, it is right around the corner because it's May 18th through the 20th. And we've got something cool here. We've got a special deal for Dos Marcos show listeners. So if you go over to fam.news, go over to fam.news and go to this podcast, which published on uh, April 19th. And so you can just search for it. It's in there. And uh, we got a deal where you can get a link and uh, you can get a get a discount if you're a retailer or a supplier manufacturer. But this is a big deal. It's all about elevating the consumer experience. How do retailers do it? And so the Furniture Day Betting Conference has been going for a long time. And I'm super pumped about the keynote speaker. You know why? Because this guy's been on our show. Doug he Stevens, show. the retail futurist. Do you remember how mind-blowing that show was, Quinn?
2: I, I do. And I remember list, So I remember going into that conversation being skeptical because a lot of futurists are just pulling stuff out of the sky. And, but this guy was legit. I really liked his content. As a matter of fact, Kinsley, it inspired some of our thinking in the book. Um, as we ended the book, we took a lot that we heard from Doug and incorporated that in. And he is a fantastic speaker. And, you know, the betting conference, guys, we we always talk about shared experiences and going somewhere. But I don't know how many betting conferences I've been to. It's been a lot. Uh, and I always get something from that. So through the speakers and maybe even more just through hallway conversations with people it's really cool stuff so if you get a chance to attend go to fam.news and check out the link and get your discount and get signed up because it's coming soon
1: it's coming soon it is coming soon and man Doug Stevens I mean being a retail futurist you know how to consumer staff executive behavior change forever what does it mean for the future of physical retail how will digital commerce evolve and meet the new realities plus a QA? Uh, it's, it's going to be off the chain and, uh, super excited for it. So thanks to our, our buds at furniture today for putting together another virtual conference. It's another, it's one of those times when I'm like, I wish we were all together and you kind of got a taste of what it was like to be together whenever you went to Las Vegas market and talk about that Quinn. Like, you know, a lot of times we hear, oh, well, traffic was good. Traffic was really good. Um, but Vegas is different right now. And there were a lot of showrooms that weren't open. And there were some that were like kind of hybrid open. You know, we had staff boots on the ground for Englander. So we're over in C1596, right across from Tempur-Pedic. And there's a lot of bedding people around there. But we had people floating between some different showrooms. And we had some staff there. But we weren't officially opened. Uh, but you were there. You saw it in person. what What's your, what's your sense of how things are kind of like reopening up i almost see this as like flower it's been closed down and like the sunlight's coming out and the industry is kind of re-blossoming but maybe that blossom it, is kind of slow
2: it, it's slow um you guys if you're i don't know when when you get to a computer if you're mobile right now obviously don't do it but go to fam.news i wrote a piece called my new eyes in a fresh look at gratitude a gift that only 2020 could give and I bring that up, and you can, like, with everything at the FAM, you can read it or listen to it. But I bring it up because it really sums up the the one word to capture, I think, the sentiment of the people there, which is they're grateful. Um, people are just grateful to be together. They were grateful. In the article, I say, I used to go to Vegas market and I used to look at it as an obligation. Like, that's part of my job to go and i like I think many others looked at it like as an opportunity, like a vacation, right just to get out and be at market and be with people and go eat and have fun and and that 's what it was, so I think that was talked to a lot of people about that part of it um, let 's go to the mechanical part of it though um, you know not many people there at Kinsley, um, you know not compared to what we would normally see, like the tent you walk into. Uh, you had to get your temperature checked and you took your QR code and they would give you a new wristband every day. So no more lanyards with your name badge on it. I don't know why they moved away from that necessarily. But um, so anyway, that was it. And you got your little wristband every day. You had to go through that tent, um, which would be a choke point if it was a normal attendance. i really bummed because I was walking in. What's one of our favorite parts every year? Like when we first walk into market. banners, The banners. And there were no banners. And so I was bummed because I was fully expecting to do give you a live commentary on breaking those banners down. There wasn't really any banners on the building. So that was the first notable difference. But um, then you walk in, and uh, I guess the good news is uh, no waiting time for elevators. <laughs> you can pretty much get on an elevator whenever you want to do. Um, and then I kind of thought that, you know, it would just be so dead. And, and so it was pretty dead. But I have to tell you, like, the, the sh- so a lot of showrooms weren't opened, right? So a lot of people decided not to open, like, anticipating the traffic. Um, so that was pretty consistent. But the guys who were there um, and the guys who were typically going to get traffic, Tempur-Pedic, Sealy, Stearns, um, Nectar, I was in their space a couple times, uh, meeting with Eric and had lunch with Ron, and just had a fantastic uh, time talking to those guys. They were busy um, the nationwide booth was really busy pure care Knickerbocker that was really busy. Those are some places I was spending time um, so you know they normally get traffic, and so they got you know quite a bit of traffic, but in most places uh it was pretty quiet um, and a lot of them weren 't even open, so it was weird. you know there was just that weird thing like you 're walking around and there's just not much going on. So it was, it was, it was different to say the least, but um, yeah, but still quite a few people and more time, right? Because you didn't have showrooms full, you could have more meaningful discussions and there was a lot of quality conversations going on, but just not a lot of them. Did
1: you get a sense that, did, did this give you any signals about summer market? Do you feel like people are going to kind of reopen at summer. Did you have any conversations about that? And I mean, obviously if the showroom wasn't open, there was nobody there to talk to about, Hey, you're thinking about open up in the summertime, but what's your sense of how this thing is going to reopen and how the industry is going to shake out? I mean, are people pulling back from having space at the Las Vegas market or is it, Hey, we're just pumping the brakes for now. And summer is going to open back up. Did you get any indication in any particular direction?
2: Not so much about people closing down, but um, you know, a lot of people that were there attending, not showing, but like attending as retail. The question was, do we come back? Like It's April, so August is right around the corner. Do we come back? And then the other question was, especially for those of us who go to Nationwide, you're going to go to Nationwide in August and then on the heels of that have to cat- catch a plane to Vegas uh, that Sunday and then there's a Vegas market. So that's going to be a grind. I mean, that's going to be tough. You know, Vegas, you know, chews you up and spits you out. Uh, And then Nationwide is so awesome too. Same thing. It's like dinners and, you know, you're working hard all day. And so anyway, those things back to back, I, I wonder about August market and the people, especially the people who are there, like, why am I going to come back? Because they, you know, unless there's some kind of big new product launch. So I think it'll, I think it'll affect it. Definitely. Out
1: of the retailers that were in attendance, Talk to me about their reasons for coming to market. Was it, did you get a sense that some people were like, oh, I got my shot and I need a vacation or were people looking for stable supply considering the supply chain is so out of whack and they were trying to find alternative manufacturers they could buy from? Did, did you have, like, what was the job to be done?
2: Yeah, I I tell you, it's it's a great point about the supply chain because there's a lot of discussion about that. Some people there specifically because, you know, guys, it's it's important. We've talked about it before, Kinsley, but it's not about the fact that you can't supply somebody because raw materials were in short supply, as we know. It's how you handle it. It's how you communicated to your retailer. It's what kind of information you were able to give it's how honest you were in communicating that um also the dynamics like so people have cut back on people and so as a result of that we've seen seen service suffer right we see it in in restaurants and in different places like they're trying to right size their business i try to be very patient and understanding with that stuff because it's like these guys are having a tough time you know it's like they're trying to be responsible to their bottom line but, you know, some of the the retailers are upset with you know their suppliers because they aren't getting service or they're not getting called or they're not no one's pursuing them or helping them think strategically. And so anyway, we I, I had several discussions like that. Um, so that was that. But then you always have the guys that you know they're looking for the next best thing, you know, and I don't think there was a lot of that that was found um because you know some of the introductions weren't launched um but there was some stuff out there i mean sealy had some new product out there some new point of sale uh they got a lot of attention the new looks on their beds i mean i walked through their showroom i was very impressed with that um so there were some guys bringing new stuff but i'd say all in all um you know that was part of it but not all of it because they didn't really i don't think retailers expected to see much there um, and so I also, third part of it was just seeing new stuff, right? Um, seeing it as a time to maybe interview or talk to people that they weren't doing business with, not just because of sup- supply chain problems, but other reasons. So um, I think that was definitely happening also.
1: Hugs and high fives.
2: Yeah, man. <laughs> So you you wonder, right, going in are people going to be wearing body condoms and walking around the halls in, you know, hazmat suits and you know really freaked out by it all or you know was it going to be something less than that and I I got the sense that people were really giving the big middle finger to the whole thing. They're just freaking done. You know, they're done with it and I was walking through airports and seeing masks that were like, F it, right? You know, this is, this sucks. And I think that's where everyone is. And so there was a lot of high fives and handshakes even and hugging even. And so I think maybe the shot has given people uh, a good sense of security potentially. Um, But I really, like you wondered, right? Like how far were we going to rebound Kinsley as human beings into like the normal course of life? And I was really encouraged by that behavior. And some people and I totally reason, like I was always really cautious. I was like, is it a handshake or a fist bump? I always like waited for someone to give me a cue. And so there's that awkward moment, I guess, but um I was encouraged. A lot of people were like, Hey man, we're back and you know, let's uh let's just live life. It's like, you know, I've been I've been tied down too long. So it was pretty funny.
1: Yeah. I, w- I, I, went I did to... jump
2: on Scott Smalley's back, by the way. He was he was in a presentation and I saw him a couple of times and I'm like, I gotta see this guy, Nina Scott's like, you know, well known for his hug. So I literally interrupted Jeff Bergman in the middle of a pitch to Scott Smalling and I just jumped on him and I got this big monster hug. So it was pretty funny.
1: Hey man, and when the Bergmans are pitching like they are in the moment, in the mood, they are passionate about their products at Pure Care, I man. So I'm hey, sorry Jeff, but you just got involved yeah. in a in a in an aggressive mark moment aggressive Mark moments happen. You know, you're, yeah. And he was,
2: he was so cool. He was like yelling and I walked away. I'm sorry to interrupt, but then I interrupt like a <laughs> dumbass, Right. But he loved it. He was laughing. He was like yelling at me as I was walking away. But anyway, this you know, guys you
1: you know awesome the, uh, it. the thing you said about like handshake or fist bump or hug, it reminds me of that Seinfeld episode where he's dating that, that girl. And like, he's not clear about where they stand. And so he's talking to maybe Elaine and George about, you know, here's what it means whenever you greet each other. And if you, if you do the half hug, then it means, you know, you're advancing in the relationship. If you do a handshake, if you do the hand sandwich, the hand on top of hand. And so they're going through all these different scenarios and they've identified exactly what it means. And whenever the woman shows up, she gets off the plane and Jerry's standing right there and she does like a two-handed wave where she interlocks her fingers with his and shakes back and forth <laughs> and they're like what is this?": i remember mean? that <sighs> um,
2: yeah don't have an answer for that one right
1: we're going to have to do the fam shake and it's not instead of a ham sh- handshake we should do like the fam shake and we should like yeah, make we'll it a thing for next market
2: like. ooh i like that we'll have to think what it is well I what what would you what would you
1: do for the fam shake Oh, maybe maybe it's like a sideways hug, so your your faces aren't facing each other, and then there's like a gentle hip sway back and forth. The fam shake,
2: just a hip bump. You know what I'm saying? You could you could bump one side and then flip around, and you, and then you bump the other. Oh, I bump mean, on bump that's, action. That's bump bump. Like you do bump left, bump right, and then that, and maybe a wiggle at the end of it would be cool. Bump bump wiggle. Yeah. Yeah. A bump bump wiggle, or maybe more, maybe the hand jive. You know, and you could like, I don't know. We'll We'll just
1: work through it. If you have any ideas, tag us in social. You can you can post a video if you want. I know every time I see Greg Law with Sweet Dreams, we just chest bump. We run at each other, even if we haven't (laughs) seen each other in a while, full sprint, and we just chest bump. That's how it goes down. So maybe that's something we throw in.
2: Um, I like that. You know, a couple other things to think about as this market, Kinsley, was cars. Um, and, and it really leads us into a different conversation because we were getting taxis and Ubers. I don't rent a car when I'm there. I just use the car services. And uh, man, you'd wait half hour sometimes for an Uber uh, and wait in a big, long taxi line to get anywhere. And I'm telling you, man, that's the, if, if it had been normal market, that would have been a big problem because there wasn't that many people there. And you know, a lot of the drivers were telling me that conventions haven't come back. So we're like, we're one of the first conventions to come back. And so not many people and the reason is because the government money coming out which is well intended trying to help people like navigate you know the, the the rougher time but um it's also keeping them out of the workforce. So a lot of people aren't turning on their Uber apps and going after rides. They've got checks coming in and then that swerved into discussions that was the catalyst of conversations with people about okay so what's happening with factories and people are telling me that Um, A lot of people have left and quit work because they're getting chicks come in, which is so short-sighted, right? Because what happens when that government money stops? And so several people from their factory had quit the day before. And so it's a real issue for people. And you saw it really come to life, that problem come to life at market and drivers. And so I would expect that the service business, so bartending, waiting tables, all that stuff – in Vegas is also probably difficult to keep people coming back to work. I have no idea what they're dealing with, but anyway, so I thought those were some interesting observations. It's unifying
1: to hear people in the mattress industry from all over the country in the same place at the same time and the issues that are consistently being tackled because I think a lot of people at this point expected that these labor issues would kind of shake out. They haven't, they haven't fully shaken out. I think some people are faring better than others. It, it depends, but overarchingly, there are still labor issues and shortages because of stimulus money, people dropping out of the workforce, you know, on and on it goes, like name, name the problem. But I think it's kind of a juxtaposition to see so many people being saying, I'm done, like I'm moving on, I'm a hug people versus um, the world not really fully returning to any place of previous normalcy. It's not there yet. We're not there yet.
2: We're definitely not there yet. But, I, but, you know, the impact it had on me, though, was you can suppress that to some degree, but at the end of the day, and maybe it's America, I'm not sure, just the spirit of the people, but you're not going to be able to, you know, keep people in a box you know, for forever. Oh, we're talking about two yeah, different and-
1: things, but I totally agree with you. Like when I went to Florida, I can't. You know, I drove down there, had a private condo, we had this cool beach that we went to down near Seaside, and uh you know, I looked around at people down there, and I'm like, this like a lot of people weren't wearing like almost nobody was wearing a mask in the in these little shops, and I popped into a restaurant and like, yeah, you got any outdoor seating? You know that type of thing. I'm I'm still kind of like keeping up my guard. And I was looking around, I was like, oh, there's one word that describes where everybody is at this moment. Just one word though. And everybody collectively looked around and said, we are fucking done. Fucking done. (laughs) Fucking done. (laughs) That should become
2: a word. Fucking, fucking done is one word. I think (laughs) it's (laughs) F-U-G-G-I-N. That's right. The Dis Marco's podcast is dropping f bombs, but you know what? This is one. It was it was f u g g i n. That was tame. Fucking done. But okay. All... Well, you know. <laughs> well, what were you talking about? So I'm talking about people just being fucking done. So what were you talking about? Well, I
1: was talking about like the labor force and supply right. chain, like some of those okay, technical right, right, right. things. That that okay. to me is like, oh, these things are actually still happening versus the spirit of the people. That's different. Like all of us saying. I'm ready to hug somebody. No, again. I'm ready right. to hang out again. I, I gave this thing a full year and I need to be a normal human being. Like I, I need mm-hmm. human interaction. I love people. And, and that that's that part. I mean, I'm, I'm looking around my town and I'm looking around other towns, you know, that I've driven through and talked to friends across the country. And <laughs> there's a collective exhale and people saying, we are done on that front. Like I'm, they're done not being with, with people.
2: Yeah, no doubt. Um, and so um, th- that part's true. And then just to rewind, sorry, I wasn't tracking with you on that. But yes, the continuation, definitely the ripple effect. Um, we're not done with the problems created by it all. I think we still have a lot of issues. Uh, and really, I think that is it. Uh, which 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 uh, which vaccine had the problem? Pfizer, Johnson right? and
1: Johnson, and that was the single shot one. Pfizer and Moderna are fine, but the Johnson and Johnson had a lot of hope around it because it was a single shot. So you didn't have to get a shot, schedule another appointment, come back. It's just easy. Bam, you're done. And so there are some blood clotting Mm -hmm. issues, and I don't know the severity of it. I haven't kept up with it. I mean, I'm not reporting news here, but I do know that it was the Johnson and Johnson one that had issues.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's, you know, causes people to pause and there's still some people trying to decide if they're going to get the vaccine and who, you know, what about their kids and some of that. So everyone has to make their own choices. Guys, if you're getting conversations like that, respect people's opinion there. Don't, don't debate anybody. It's such a personal thing. You You don't know everybody's
1: personal situations. Like we have very personal circumstances that guided certain decisions that we made. Mm-hmm. And it's not something we talk about, like because it doesn't define mm-hmm. our lives, that type of thing. And a lot of people have. Well, that. I've had five shots. Oh, good for you! Of uh, tequila?
2: <laughs> no, of the shot. I'm like, I want to double down on my. Uh, does it make me more, you know, more, uh, more inclined to be safe? So I've, I, I can't go into just pushing old ladies aside,
1: just... like throwing elbows and grabbing more shots. Good for you.
2: Yeah, I'm like, give me another one. <laughs> I, I've got three. I think Thank you, sir. I have another three. <laughs> That's a joke. No one go out get more than this the recommended amount, but anyway.
0: So But, but
1: we do want you to go was. out and get more foot traffic. And to help with that, we have Mark
2: Quinn. Are you ready to drive more foot traffic? Oh, hell yeah, I am. We are. Who's not ready for foot traffic, Kinsley? So, the foot traffic idea for the day is education. Like we've talked about how education's a big part of what we're doing in the industry. And if people understand that what they're about to do is something that could change the quality of their life, then they spend more money with you. It's just a fact of the matter. So be good about bringing people in. Have Saturday morning seminars if they attend and they learn about sleep for kids or if they attend and they learn about sleep for seniors or shift work or just do some research and give a little talk on it because you know more about it than they do. You can educate yourself more about it than they are in a period of like 30 minutes. So bring them in, have a conversation, make a connection, meet these people, serve your community, educate them about the the importance of sleep And then see what happens. You will uh, be shocked and amazed at the connection you make to them and the traffic you create in your store. So there you go. That's the traffic driver of the day.
0: Brought to you by DoorCounts, the only known treatment for traffic blindness. No, the UPS guy didn't come into your store five times today. Those were customers, and you have no idea what happened to them. DoorCounts is the cure for traffic blindness. Increase conversions, boost sales, and make customers happy. Visit DoorCounts.com today.
1: So, Quinn, there are a lot of plants that... Don't grow in the sunshine. Okay? They don't grow in the sunshine. Okay. I think, I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to use this as a sleep tip. How about that? I slurred my Please sleep do. tips. Sleep tip.
0: It's time to become a sleep superhero.
1: I just want you to, this is more like a, like a f- thing to think about. So there are a lot of plants that they don't grow during the day. They grow at night during the day they gather energy, they gather energy, but the growth happens at night. And there are so many key principles within the sleep sphere that translate over the release of human growth hormone, uh, the ability for muscles to repair flushing the toilet on your brain to get rid of that protein called amyloid beta, which builds up over time in people that don't sleep and they end up with, with, with Alzheimer's there's causation there now. So think about that as a principle when you are at rest, whether it's sleeping or gathering with friends, that's when the growth happens. It's not always whenever you're in the sun or working out or actively pursuing whatever activity it is you're a part of. It's a principle to think about. So not just, like I said, not just sleep, but I remember, you know, now that we're starting to get together with people again, um, I've got a bike group, you know, cycling group. Two flats this morning. Two flats. Sorry, guys. Um, I was having a hard time. The first one, man, I cranked through it. It changed that flat really quickly. The second one, not so much. I just had trouble after trouble. But spending time with that group of guys outside of cranking out miles is when we've grown together as friends. So growth happens at rest. Just remember that. Think about it. Think about it. You like it. <laughs> I, I I have no outro for sleep. On, I was going to play something though.
2: Are we are we in the midnight to 4 shift on the uh on the radio station? You know, babies grow at night too. Did you know that?
1: I was a uh, hey, I was a midnight to 5 a.m. guy.
2: I know you were. If Maverick. you hey, you know what, speaking rocking of that. And the Maverick on the mic.
1: Yeah, rocking with the Maverick in the AM. Classic rock Big Dog 97.9. You're rocking with the Maverick in the AM. It is 50 mm. degrees in Mark Quinn's neighborhood, 49 over here. We're not sure about the temperature difference. But, uh, and got a David is coming up because it's iron butterfly sings. It's 17 minutes long. It gives me time to go out and rip cigs.
2: Uh, you know, that's impressive.
1: Hey, speaking of, uh, that story, uh, you got to go check out the just stories podcast with Brett Thornton. Brett is amazing. The format that he's laid great. out, he's had Darryl, Dale Carlson, the founder of sleep train on there other CEOs, including Mark Quinn, myself in the format for this in a storytelling driven environment is just so cool. And Brett has done a phenomenal job with this podcast. So you can subscribe on Apple iTunes, just stories with BT. Um, you can go over to fam. and grab it. Uh, and you can, you can hear the full story about me as a classic rock DJ and ripping Sigs and the guy that told me to do that. <laughs>
2: you you know kinsley to that note i talk about um in my interview with him which by the way i don't know how you feel about it i feel much better doing the interview than being interviewed i like being the one interviewing someone better but anyway um my story we were both djs yours was much cooler i was a dj in a skating rink nice and so yeah so anyway but Kind of, isn't that so funny? And, but it wasn't as cool as the radio, but the skating rink, you know, that's where all the kids went. And I would put music on and then go skate and invite girls up to the booth and kiss on them. And it was pretty good stuff. But anyway, I wasn't ripping cigs, but we, we both have that in our story and on BT's stories. So go check out the, uh, the both of them. It's pretty, it is a,
1: by the way, fam.news is podcast heaven. There, I'm going to leave it at that. It is mattress, podcast mattress podcasting. Ed. Yeah. So no get doubt, on board no and get you some. And by the way, Hey, speaking of getting, getting you some, um, can, can we get some here? Can we get some, some, some love from you? Like just go over and leave us a review on iTunes. I think we have 35 star reviews, but we want to get up to 50. So leave us a review. Tell your friends sign up. This is the key right now. When you sign up at fam. News, uh, you subscribe, you're going to get access to our audiobook for free. Okay, so Come Back to Bed, the Amazon number one bestseller, top of the Forbes list, list, top of the Entrepreneur Magazine list. You're going to get it for free, but you got to go to fam.news and sign up. We're going to be doing all kinds of fam-friendly stuff like that as we go along. So we just want to be more connected to you, and we want to get you the good stuff so you can make your business better and your life better, hopefully.
2: Did you know that the Come Back to Bed book is up to like 45 reviews now? No way. Yeah, it is. I have so not checked for that everyone night. who's on Amazon. Yeah, pretty cool. And we just had a phone call today with some guys in Europe, and they said that uh, people are talking about the fam over there. Also, <laughs> they're on a virtual event. That's I know. I'm like, stop it. He's like, no, really. They're like, I said, do you know the fam? And they go, oh, yeah, we know the fam. So love that it's making it over there too. So to wrap this up, Kinsley, um, I think an important point is that things are coming back. Stay positive. Uh, we still have some rough weather to to um, ride out here for sure. But um, keep people in your life that encourage and support you, and keep looking for suppliers that um, can work with you strategically and in a, in a line with your business to drive towards the desired outcome. That's a big thing. I had a conversation with the guys at Mattressland and um we had a really great time having cocktails and one of the things we all talked about was it's not about what you're going to do next it's about who you're going to do it with and so continue to make sure that you're you're looking for the right people because that's a big thing and uh also just stay focused on being grateful because you know when you have the contrast if you read that article we talked about at the beginning then you can really appreciate where we are because you've seen where we've come from and uh, keep that at the center of everything you do. Uh, connect with us on the fam. And uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in and listening every single day. Kinsley, do you have any more of that good, sweet Charlie DiCarlo music you can bring us out of here? I was going to do Get
1: Hybrid, but, hey, as part of that, you oh, should what? definitely check out Charlie DiCarlo on Spotify. And, hey, here's what we'll do for you, Charlie. We'll play you next week as part of the intro. But we got to bounce out today. How about that?
2: All right. Hybrid on my wrist, that's a calculator watch. We add ourselves together and we take it up a notch.
0: Got the airflow, yo, keep you cool as it get. Visco foam alone to make you drip sweat. Get a hybrid mattress, yes, you'll get better rest. Cool and comfortable. Hybrid like a vest. You know the game, we're ahead of the sun. Cause the two of us together are way better than one. Cause I'm cool as ice and I'm hot like a heater. Bounce by the ounce, now, now we, we got, got it by the, the leader. Will you take
2: a spring and you're it? right, Uh you can sleep so smooth or bounce all night put two together, get a whole lot